It's time for Sweaty Upper, Upper Lip, where girls talk about sports, tailor-made for girls. The ladies' edition. Welcome to Sweaty Upper Lip. You're listening to Moni and April. And we've also got Sarah in the studio today. Hello, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. I actually don't, don't have, have my mic on. on. Sorry, Thank babe. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Moni? <laughs> it's good. It's nice to have you in. You're debuting this week. Good to be here. I have That's so many questions. Good. It's good to have mm. April back again. Always love having a chat with you, darling. Yes, excited to be back. This week we're talking about netball, um, and it is one of the sports that the ladies always tend to dominate in the most, no matter where we're playing. And it's the, probably one of not many sports that not many men play at all. So mm. we can take this sport for us, us girls. Yeah, well, I, think, sport. I think you always find with netball it's sort of traditionally, I guess, being like the equivalent to AFL where netball is, was always for girls and AFL was for boys. And we're seeing that change a bit now, but netball is still predominantly for women, so it's... Nice to have something And it's for finally us. getting the recognition it's deserved for a very long time. It's actually getting broadcast on a TV network, mm. something that hasn't been done for a very long time. Um, well, for ages it, it hasn't been on. But now it's finally the weekend games are being broadcast. So every Saturday, Sunday, um, you can always watch one or two games, which is good. I like when they have back-to-backs. You can watch netball for about four hours, which is kind of nice because, <laughs> you know, you're not going to miss a game. But talking about netball... We've got two new teams uh, joined the comp a couple of years ago now in the Magpies and the Giants, that is. This is the Suncorp Super Netball is what I'm talking about for anyone who has no idea. Um, but before that, you know, the traditional teams were always Melbourne Vixens and the Sydney Swifts or New South Wales Swifts, I should say. Queensland Firebirds, you know, they've always been the dominant teams of, and um, the most supported, you can say. But with the new teams now in the league and doing quite well, I should add... It's nice to see teams and girls jumping from, well, different teams, which is kind of nice, I guess. You can move from Vixens to Collingwood, depending on which one's winning. But yeah, it it's good to just see vi- a rivalry. Yeah, it's good to just see more opportunities opening up for people because, like, I'm sure everybody's kind of aware of how many young girls play netball. And so the more opportunities there are for them at a senior level in a senior competition that's now on TV is only a good thing. It's good that it keeps growing too. Yeah. it gives, yeah, as you said, more opportunity. But I think the bigger it gets, the more clubs will get in. And I think that's always a good thing. So it gives more girls the opportunity to play. And the good thing about netball is that, obviously, if you play at your best, you get picked for the Diamonds and you get to mm-hmm. represent Australia. And the Diamonds have always been the one team that have made Australians proud because they've always done very well no matter where they're playing. But regarding netball... Um, it's round six now of the Nepal League, and there's only I think there's only one team sitting with 40 points. So it's only lost one one game out of six, mm-hmm. so that doesn't happen very often in Nepal. Normally, it's a bit more even, but this time round, the Swifts are on top with only one loss and five wins. The Vixens, the Melbourne team, sitting in second. It's always good to see the Melbourne teams up there. They've sure always done is. pretty well in previous leagues as well, so that's good. The Lightning um, finished third. And the Giants sitting in fourth, so round out the top four. And if you look at the bottom four, um, you can... I think the Firebirds are pretty much out of contention for the final series, let's be real. They're mm. not doing very well. Um, sitting last, then the Thunderbirds in second last. The Fever are in third last, and the Magpies are fourth. So the second Melbourne team aren't doing that bad. But they've all sort of had their stars come and go. And the Firebirds have always been the one team 
I'm not sorry, Firebird. Yeah, Firebird, sorry. Um, I've had a lot of girls that have played for the Diamonds, and I know for a while the goalkeeper, um, which her name has just lost, gone out of my head. But anyway, she was in incredible form. Played for the Diamonds. She was the captain of the Diamonds. Uh, the name's still... It's not coming back to me, but anyway. Um, they haven't been able to replace her, and I think that's why they're sort of sitting towards the bottom of the ladder. They've just lost their star power. It's probably... I think you get that in any any sport, any league. You're going to see eventually the top teams fall away when they lose that sort of core group that's keeping them up there. And I really... I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's one of the good things in sport that... You know, eventually the bottom teams are going to come up and eventually the top teams are going to come down. And that's just the way it works. Um, So I don't think that's a bad thing. And if it's giving the Victorian teams a bit more of a chance, I'm pretty happy. It's always nice um, when the top teams go down and then the (laughs) underdogs come out of nowhere. But, you know, they're going to be back stronger than ever, which is a good thing. Mm. But the good thing about netball is the, the leagues that are below it are getting stronger and stronger. There's a lot more girls joining netball. And there was a stage there where everyone was getting off netball to go join AFL and, yeah. and everything else because now the AFLW is around. But as the years go on, netball is still holding strong. And that's amazing to see young girls continuing to, to play the sport that they love um, You know, through school. Netball is always the dominated team, mm-hmm. the dominated sport, I should say. But... How have you found that sort of the fact that, yes, girls are moving over to other codes, but are you still happy with the way Nepal's being played at the local level? Yeah, I think so. Like, well, obviously, like, netball for a long time has been one of the only sort of established female um, kind of professional sport leagues that we've had here. And so I know it was scary for them when AFLW started up because they were worried about losing heaps of the players to AFLW and I think um, that's led to we've seen that the netball players have got some pay rises and with the super netball and with the TV deals they've their minimum pay has gone up and which is so good yeah it's definitely keeping the players on board yeah and so it's like good that more competition from other sports who are building up their women's leagues has forced netball and that they have gone with it to um, keep pace with the new sports and promote themselves as a good league for women you know what annoys me is that it's it's taken for another code to create a women's league for the netballers to get a better pay. Yeah. Like, that's just... That's not right. Like, in my mind, I think with all the success that Australian netball has had, they should be getting paid from a long time ago. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's just not not good not a good thing but at the same time it's also good now that it's finally kicking in yeah at least they finally got there and like i don't really i've never been and watched a netball match or anything so i don't really know what their crowds are like at games i've watched some of like finals matches on tv and they always seem to have big crowds but i guess it's with any sport you know the amount of popularity it has is going to impact how much they can pay their players Mm. Well, a lot of the matches in Victoria are played at Melbourne Arena or High Sense, whatever you want to yeah. used to call it. Um, sometimes you get games at, at Rod Laver, depending on if it's a blockbuster game. Mm. And most of the time, when it's played at Melbourne Arena, you get a good, you know, that 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 stadium is pretty much almost full. I don't know how many people can sit in there. I think it's about eight thousand, seven thousand in Melbourne Arena. I can't really remember. Mm. Um, even though it's a smaller venue, if you compare it to some of the other leagues that play, but. It still has a lot more people going. And the good thing about it is that young girls are going. Yeah. You know, they're actually you actually see families at a netball game. You don't see many families at AFL games anymore, which is sad. But 
Um, it's really proving to young girls that if you follow your heart, follow your dream, play the sport that you love, you know, you can get there. And I think netball is one of the most amazing sports that allow young girls to believe in themselves and play sport, I guess. You know what I mean? Because, like, there's that platform to play at that league. Yeah. Which is good. But yeah, and there are huge opportunities to, as you were saying, make it up into the national teams and travel around the world competing and in our Australia's national netball team, which does really well on the world stage. Well, talking about our national team, the Diamonds, the World Cup is coming just over in a month's time in July, being played in England, in Liverpool. But the last World Cup was played here in Australia, in Sydney. I mean... Devastating for us. Should have been in Melbourne, but whatever. We'll still allow it. (laughs) Um, But the World Cup um, team has finally been announced. And for all the sport lovers out there, you'll realise that there's about two, four, there's about six or seven Victorian uh, players, which is amazing to see. Um, There's three, oh, sorry, two from the Magpies, um, and then the rest are from Melbourne Vixens, which is amazing to see. The vice captain, Liz Watson, from Melbourne Vixens, so it's good to see the leadership going through there. There's two giant players, two swift players, um, another one from the uh, Firebirds, sorry, and the Lightning. So the squad's really sort of made up from girls from all all the clubs, but Mm. it's always nice when you see about two or three, sometimes four players from the same team because you know how well they're already going to work together. You know how they know how each other, you know, move on the court, um, what they're going to do. So definitely, they definitely gel well come, you know, when they're going to play in the big matches, I guess. Yeah. But um, it's good to see all the Victorians up there. It makes me happy. It's very exciting. I mean, I think often you find that, like, national teams can be dominated by perhaps some of the other states where... I know they might have more emphasis on mm. it or whatever, but it's good to see that because those um, Victorian teams are doing better on the ladder for the league, that they are then They're seeing that come through. That playing very well yep. in top form. But coming up with the World Cup, of course, they've got to take on some of the world's best, meaning New Zealand. You can say England <laughs> as well. But the Kiwis have always challenged the Australians in the World Cup. Now, the Aussies have been lucky that out of all 14 World Cups, in the Nepal World Cups, that is, they have po- made the podium all 14 times. So clearly it's the sport that we know how to play and we know how to win. It's pretty impressive. And yet, like, there's only, like, six teams in, in the Australian, like, mm. comp. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're so good at it, but we don't have enough teams. Like, it should be, like, more publicised, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there should be more teams in the competition. Like, cause so many girls play it and we play so well at that, that national level. Like, it just annoys me sometimes. Yeah, you probably would expect that, seeing as we've got such a strong top level, that you would expect there to be a long sort of trail of depth yeah. um, like, to the like, sport. Like, this is probably might be a bad example, but the basketball, the NBA in America, there's, mm. like... I have no idea how many teams there are. There's so many. I think like yeah. 20, probably more. I can't count. <laughs> but um, but their basketball, like the, in the USA basketball team is always, you know, dominating no matter where they're playing. Mm. You think with us being so good at netball and we've made the podium 11 times we've become world champions um, at the World Cup. Thir- okay, th- three times we came second. But you think that when we then play here in, in Australia, there'd be at least... 10 teams. No, there's only six. I mean, like, I know well, it falls in not much, but yeah, still. Yeah, maybe like, we'll see more teams come in. I guess, I suppose one thing you would assume with the smaller teams, uh, less teams, is that it would be a more sort of, like, elite 
um, group of players that are in the league and having a good quality competition is always a good thing for the sport as well. Do you, re- um, do you reckon we're going to get another team anytime soon? Or do you reckon the way we're going now is the best way for Australian netball? Oh. Uh, and that's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> I, wish, I wish there was more teams. I feel like we have the talent and the quality and it's just a matter of funding from a club. Yeah, I think we'll see it eventually. How soon that is, I'm not sure. But um, I think it's bound to grow over time. I think the good thing about like the two new teams that came in, the Giants and the Collingwood Magpies, they they only came in the league because they the AFL teams that is mm. brought it in. Yeah, you know, I guess so. They funded to create a team to foot that league, and I think that was great. I think that's what some clubs need to do. I'm not saying all clubs need to do that, but I think that's definitely. A, excuse me, a great way to get more clubs into the league by it also using other clubs. can bring you know I mean? fans over as well. Yeah, exactly. You can get, like, use your Collingwood membership at yeah. the and the 40. I don't know even though that's possible, but, like, it's a great way to to promote it as well. Yeah, well, I don't know if they do this with netball, but I know with some sport, I think they often do it at when the Australian Open tennis is on and they have the basketball start up at the same time and they usually do, like, a double <coughs> ticket deal where if you do buy it, yeah, if you buy tickets to the tennis, you can get into the basketball or something like that. Um, I've always got jibbed and I've only got a ticket <laughs> for the tennis. It doesn't make do they? There are a few different things that they do like that on but special occasions. But that's a great way to cross-promote both yeah. sports. Like, even though they're happening almost at the same time, and that needs to happen more often. But do you know what's annoying about this World Cup? Is that the soccer women's World Cup is on at the exact same time. <gasps> And the cricket men's World Cup is also finishing off at that time. Mm. Like, they put too many World Cups at the same time. You spend all the time getting excited. You're like, wow, look at all these World Cups we've got coming up. But and you then, don't know which one to watch. Yeah, when they actually come, you're like, oh, it's too much. And the problem will be is that during that time, Australia will watch the cricket because mm. it's always been the Australian sport, I guess. Yeah. A lot of the men have followed and will watch. Yeah. I mean, whether Australia will win the Cricket World Cup is another debate in itself. I don't mm-hmm. think we will. But, like, then, you know, the Netball World Cup won't get any, like, talk about, won't get watched. And then the soccer, the FIFA World Cup, the, the Matildas won't get the support that they deserve. Like, they did scheduling was not right. I'm going to get on a yeah, little bit, so I'm going to stop. But I definitely think, like, I've seen a lot of advertising and things for the Women's Soccer World Cup, and obviously because the Matildas... You have? Because so- I haven't seen anything besides the Nike ads. Okay, That's maybe it. they are the main thing that's standing out to me. <laughs> but <laughs> nevertheless, um, I think because the Matildas have been doing well recently, I think they are getting more awareness. And I think because of that and the cricket being on, it is likely that the Netball World Cup will slip under the radar. But do you, th- you know what will be annoying is that once either the Matildas sort of do well mm. or the Australian Diamonds will do it. That's when, like, the media will jump on board and be like, yeah. oh, look at this, you know, look at that, because then the Australian cricket team won't be doing that good. So, like, they'll switch their their focus. And that's mm. that's annoying because even though there's three World Cups, I don't know if some of them are finishing and starting at different points, but they're still in, like, the same talking point time, I guess. Mm. Um, the Cricket World Cup's going to get all the re- recognition it doesn't deserve. <laughs> so, guys, take my point. Don't watch cricket. <laughs> watch the netball or the soccer. I don't mind. But do you yeah. reckon that the netball would get a spot on the front page of a newspaper if we were to win? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. If we won, because um, everybody's excited if Australia wins something in yeah, an yeah. international yeah. competition. <laughs> True. Um, but 
on like a day-to-day kind of basis you wouldn't think so mm. it'd be like yeah second or third page in yeah and then then if you, if you have to compare netball to the soccer world cup the soccer one will get pushed like would get chosen over the netball one because soccer's like the second favorite team in australia besides football okay maybe aggregate so it'll be like third yeah, and soccer soccer's probably I guess maybe a bigger a sport, bigger sport yeah. and and a more followed sport by just people who don't play it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's a good point. But talking about the Nepal World Cup as is, Australia comes into this World Cup as the reigning champs, winning the previous World Cup, mm-hmm. beating New Zealand. So there's always that New Zealand Australia rivalry. They versed each other in the finals for many many years, many you know championships I should say. And you can pretty much safe to say that they both will verse each other again, if not in the semi-finals, definitely in the finals. They are the two teams that you know if you're going to support, support one of them because they're most likely going to come out with a victory. Mm. England are another great chance. They play really well sometimes, and South Africa is another team um, you've got to keep an eye on when when it comes to the World Cup. But you can't not go wrong with the Aussies, like. Yeah, <laughs> it's the perfect opportunity to get behind them because um, it's not like other sports where sometimes you're getting behind the Aussies and knowing that they don't have a huge chance. It's Whereas, one sport where you know yeah. that they got a ch- like they've got a chance. They can do it. They yeah. know how to do it. Um, but I know there's a lot of sort of not inexperience, but a lot of girls in this sort of team that um, haven't played in many sort of like cap games if anyone knows what that Mm. cap means but like played for australia is that what cap means um before so it'll be very interesting to see how they go especially they're playing overseas too at least if it was on home turf again it'd be nice but yeah i'm sure i'm sure they'll do well i'm i'm behind them so you're tipping the aussies yeah okay who's gonna finish second then we're both agreeing on finishing first uh well, it depends on how they do the draw, you know, at what point we're likely to come up against, say, New Zealand. Um, so I'd say either New Zealand or I'd probably go South Africa. Mm. My um, sneaky tip would either be the Kiwis for sure, um, if not either South Africa or in England. I think mm. one of those two teams will definitely surprise us all. They've always sort of done well in previous years. They've just sort of never been able to finish the job, meaning come first or second. Um, but they know how to play Nepal. And even like Fiji sometimes, like they they have some outstanding quarters. Mm. They just never like put four, not quarters, not court quarters, but like, you know, yeah. calves, whatever you want to call this- them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, Who knows? This could know. be their time. I but know. I guess we have got, um, like you say, with England, you know, it's their home World Cup, so that could see them give it everything that they've got, really. And I think that, I think being at home is always an, another little advantage and sort of support when you're playing because, yeah. like, you know, the crowds behind you are, like, cheering for you. You want to make them proud. Yeah. Whereas, like, the opposition team, like, oh, no one's, like, voting for me. Like, no one's supporting me. It's just like, oh. Like what if you go if you do something wrong, like you've got no one to like lift you up, like besides your teammates kind of thing. But mm. when you hear the noise in the background, that's always a factor. Yeah, and I imagine they're in, you know, home stadiums, home courts. It's kind of it's nothing yeah, unusual. They'll, they'll do well. They'll yeah. do well. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back with Sarah's Teach Me segment. She's gonna ask us any questions possible. Got so many questions. I'm so keen. And please don't ask me where the netball ring is, because I'll be It's in the med-
back after this short break with Sweaty Upper Lip. You're listening to The Ladies Edition. Welcome back to Sweaty Upper Lip. We are talking netball and it's time for our Teach Me segment and we've got the lovely Sarah in studio. Hello. Not much idea about netball. Look, I mean, I played in primary school, you know, when you had oh, yeah. little teams, you know. Yeah. I think I, I was half decent. Netball was the one sport I never played at school. Was there a really? reason? Um, I just, <laughs> there was a reason. In netball, when you catch the ball, you're not allowed to move your feet. I mean, you're allowed mm-hmm. to pivot, meaning one foot has to stay in the same spot and the other one can turn your body around. But I had a, always have a, had a habit. There we go. <laughs> I always had a habit that when I got the ball, I'd start bouncing it like in basketball and start running with it. Uh, and yeah. so that's why I could never play netball. It's just okay. a bit hard to break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So every time I played netball, like for like just for a school game or whatever, like during PE, I was always, um, I think I played wing attack and that allowed me to run almost all over the place and mm. not catch the ball very often. <laughs> so the perfect position out. for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just pretend I was there but really did nothing. Um, so that worked out well for me. But that's, yeah. Never played netball in high school okay. or primary school. Uh, talking about playing netball in general, at you know, how in, I suppose, primary school or high school you have one court where you can play basketball, you can play netball. Uh, in terms of actual... Netball. Netball, you know. Yeah. Uh, do they have their different courts and how do they differentiate between, I guess, so, basketball, netball? I know during primary school and high school, they always allow a lot of schools have one court that you play basketball and netball on. And that's fine. The courts sometimes, the netball courts actually are a little smaller than the basketball courts, but that you can still use it. The difference between the two, obviously, is the way, um, obviously, the, the netball ring and the lines that are marked on the court so obviously with basketball you've got your three-point line shot and you've got like we can take your free through line free throw line um the half court line with netball there's it's divided in three sections um three quarter sections i guess you can explain it so you've got your defending end your middle section where your center runs around um and you're attacking in and in, in the attacking end there's also kind of like a, a d-shape thing for netball that's sort of the big differences in all the netball the linings um, to make the court different to a basketball. So certain players can go in certain spots and there are other pl- players that can't go in certain spots. Does that make sense? Whereas in basketball, you can run all over the court and go wherever you want. In netball, if you're a specific, if you're a goalkeeper, you can only be in your defending end. If you're a um, centre player, you can go everywhere except for the big Ds on either side of the court because you're not allowed to shoot. So the court sort of determine where you go on the port, like your court lines and the position you play determine on where you can go on the court. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> I was like trying to map it out in my head and talk at the same time. But mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're the big differences between netball and basketball and the court system. And there's no backboard either at the netball yeah. ring, yeah. which I know a lot of people makes wish. A bit harder to shoot. Yeah, very yeah. hard if you play like I do. <laughs> but you can only shoot from inside inside the, the D's, D's and so only yeah. the goal shooter and goal attack, goal attack can score yeah. from your team. Uh, talking about similarities and differences between uh, netball and, I guess, other sports as well, uh, netball doesn't tend to get as much coverage as other sports, uh, including, as you were saying before, cricket and soccer mm. and even the AFL here in Australia. Uh, do you guys have any... Do you know why this could be? Um, I think for a long time it was 
it never got the recognition it needed. Um, I know there was that whole thing around it was a female sport. It yeah. never deserved the credit. Um, but over the you know the last sort of ten years, probably a little bit more, because the Aussie because the women's team has done so well. There was a, sort of a bit of an uproar within the community and the media that allowed, you know, us to cover it. And that's why, over time, the netballs sort of come onto broadcast rights. And now, because we're doing so well, the, the actual Super Netball Rugby... Well, not Rugby League. What am I talking about? <laughs> Super Netball um, Suncorp League, that's it, is finally on TV. And it's just because of the success that we've had and so many girls participating in it that they're like, no, nah, we're going to show it and we're going to give it... Um, at the time slot that it needs, which is amazing, but mm. it's just taken too long. Yeah, I think it's definitely to do with kind of everything of women just not really getting as much recognition in things prior to sort of the generation we're in now where everything's becoming a lot more publicised and a lot more popular. Um, and I was, like, reading up a little bit about how netball got started, and it started after basketball was created and they wanted to make sort of a women's version of basketball that was... Um, that had rules that maintained feminine decorum and slowed down potentially strenuous play. So, <laughs> which yeah, <laughs> which is nothing like what netball, um, netball is, is like now. If you real. watch it for mm-hmm. a non-contact sport, it is very exactly intense. Very intense yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that's sort of the origins of it as kind of a like a stereotypically like girly sort of um, designed sport. Um, it was really sort just of to give girls a sport that they could play because they never, like back then, men didn't want women playing with them. Yeah, really. and I think that's so. sort of what led to it not being as popular because people sort of didn't see it as the same as a men's sport. Yeah, but, but then because it's done so well. Yeah, now um, people have started to realise that yeah. this is a good sport in its own right and, and is worth paying attention so to. Well. And they're probably the only Australian team that make Australia proud wherever, like, nationally they play. Like, if you think of all the other um, Australian teams, they never do as well as the Diamonds, so... Yeah, and so consistently as well. Yeah, exactly. So, finally, it's getting the recognition it deserves. Yeah, which is great. But would you still say that, um, I guess, that kind of image of netball as a female sport is still continuing to... Could you say it's, like, a... I don't know how to word this, but it's kind of like a... Evolving, but and no. would you say it's like a? I can't remember the word, but like detrimental, not detrimental, but it's you better bad. Yeah, it. well, yeah. <laughs> like, would you say it's kind of? Uh, would you say that call it? I don't know where you're going with this. Sorry, can't help you there. Would you say that? I'm just gonna skip this question. All right, move on to okay. the next yeah, one. Yeah, so we come back to it. Uh, okay, so earlier you were talking about um, the different levels and the different teams for netball, yeah. uh, which included the Collingwood Magpies and the Giants, the Giants and, and the Swifts. I can name them all. so many. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you explain to us oh, a bit about the different levels and if someone did want to play netball, <laughs> if they did want to play for um, the top team? How do they get there? It is a, a, a long road to get there, and there is so many leagues and levels that you can play to get there. I know one of my mates, she's been playing netball since she was very little, and she now plays for the reserve state team, which is absolutely incredible. Um, but the one thing about netball is that it has so many leagues and levels that it 
takes forever to get to the top unless you're an outstanding player and get recruited from a club. Um, so obviously there's your local leagues and, you, you know, your school teams and all that sort of stuff. Um, but if you want to sort of take it to the next level, you then play um, for a competition, a league, depending on your age group. And then from there it goes to the reserves teams, which can go into playing for your state. So Victoria, like... Um, New South Wales, Queensland, wherever you're from, and then from there um, you go. You can similar to kind of AFL draft, but like there is a little sort of system that um, girls can apply to then be the selected or picked to play in the top level that Australia has, which is the Magpie team and the Giants and that sort of stuff. Um, so there's various of leagues and stuff that you can play, but it always depends on the talent and how you apply and, and where you play as well. That's always a big thing in netball. It, doesn't matter how good you are, it's the team you play for, where you play for, really. So, yeah, there's a whole lot of leagues and levels. But good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and then, obviously, after that, if you're good enough, um, you get selected for the Australian team to play for all over the world, wherever the World Cup's at, really. How long have we, have, how long have we had this uh, Australian team for? Do you have, did you have the number up? No. Um, it was the... The World Cup came about in 19... I think it was 1963, the World Cup. Mm. The World Cup's played every four years. So this year's going to be the 15th Netball World Cup. Um, Australia's been in every single one of them. And as you said earlier, we finished in top two, was it? Yeah, we've always been the top two. But yeah, so the first time the World Cup came around, I was right, in 1963. I said 62, (laughs) but okay, one year off. Um, So since then, that's when I think the Australian team was sort of created um, to then play at that national level because a lot of other teams, no, countries and that had um, started to form their netball teams and join the World Cup. So that's where the World Cup has sort of started from since 1963. So it's kind of been of a new... Mm. World Cup compared to some of the other World Cups. Not, not that sounded really weird, but like, yeah, yeah. And of course, we see um, Australia have uh, send our national team to the Commonwealth Games as well. Mm. So it's not just the World Cup yeah. Yeah. as the only international representation sort of opportunity for netballers. Okay, which is great, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and you said we hosted. Was it last year? The last uh, World the Cup. The last in World Cup. Fifteen. Yeah, yep. in Sydney. <laughs> I don't remember the year. <laughs> Never good years. How did they... Is it the previous year's winner? Is that who hosts it or how do they work that out? Um, that's always done through the netball board, like the international board. It's like when you... It's, you have to like... Qu- like you have to ask for it and then get mm. given it. Like there's a like... Similar to soccer. Yeah, similar to the FIFA World Cup voting system. Like, you have to apply for it and then give a case as to why and then the board have to like you and then you Mm. get picked kind of thing. Um, But a lot of the World Cups have been here in in Australia because we've done so well. But you also have to have the facilities to host it because, like, you know, Nepal needs a Nepal court. You need an arena, so you need the facility. So not every country asks for it. And you know how when yeah. you say, I guess, in footy, how it could be an advantage playing at your, you know, home ground? Is that the same with playing at your... Netball? Yeah, of course. Netball, yeah. If you have the... Like, I mean, I think no matter what sport you play, if you play at home and you have the support, no matter what, it's always a little bit of an advantage because you've got a crowd supporting you and giving you that little edge. So in Nepal's another great thing. I mean, 
when it's closed, that arena, like the sound just bounces off the walls and mm. it's so good to hear everybody cheering. So I think, um, yeah, definitely does play a big factor in netball and basketball too. I guess if you, if you have to go overseas and it would stop you from getting jet lag. Well, yeah, 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 true. Another <laughs> important fact. But yeah. rumour has it, jet lag is just a myth. It's not actually a thing. So who knows if the players have that, if they believe Well, it's when that. you're tired because it's a different time zone. Yeah, right? but apparently the word jet lag... Uh, this is going off topic. <laughs> apparently like, the word jet lag is all a myth. Anyway. Uh, I learned that the other day. It was kind of funny. <laughs> Do you have any more questions for us? <laughs> um... Typical me just going off topic. <laughs> I think I'm done for our... Well, are there any facts about netball that you're keen to share? <laughs> no. <laughs> Way to just throw us on the spot. <laughs> Everyone just saw my face was like, what? Where did that one come from? <laughs> facts about netball. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Facts. Let's see. What do I know? Oh, my God. I'm Let me so, search up some I finally remembered the girl's name that I was talking about in our discussion. Oh, What's yeah. her Laura name? Laura Geitz. Oh, yeah. Okay. She yep. was the goalkeeper for the Diamonds for many, many years. She was incredible, um, played for the Firebirds, and they won so many championships when she was around. I think she's retired now, had a baby, I think. I could be wrong, but she finally came back to me, which... That's nice. <laughs> anyway, that's going off topic. Do you have any facts, babe? <laughs> um, the umpires usually wear white. I know they walk. Around, they, 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 do, they do though, and they like run around and court. It's actually kind of funny. Anyway, that's okay. all we got. No, for, thank babe. you. I love that fact. That was definitely what I needed. To, yeah. yeah, just yep. to cap off your knowledge. Yeah, that you can run around as a referee. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to wear white if I do. You yeah. have to wear white. Okay, yeah. all white. Good girl. We can go play netball now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to... Yeah, I feel like I know enough to play now. Do you? Maybe in a, like, 12-year-old team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can... Um, I'll come support you if you do that. Thank you. Well, anyway, thank you girls for joining me here on Sweet Upper Lip talking about netball, even though I got off topic at some point. <laughs> it was uh, great as always, and I love talking to you both. So thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. us. Now, uh, for all the listeners out there, if you guys listened to our episode last week, we were talking about VFL. We've got a little bit of an update for you. Tessa actually made her debut for the Essendon Football Club two days later after we recorded that. She didn't tell us the little uh, the little thing. She uh, kept it to herself. So it was so great to have a chat with her and um, congratulations to her to making her debut and for Essendon getting the win. So two from two from her. She's done well. All right. Uh, stay tuned for more Sweaty Upper Lip coming real soon. Thanks, guys.